Empress. Uh, it's depicted here in this, uh, this painting by um, uh, Hendrik Terbruggen. He's Dutch, uh, from uh, late 1500s, early 1600s. Um, we heard this story a little bit ago. It's probably one that we're fairly familiar with. And uh, there's this, this rich guy who has all the, the, the best of life. And then there's the poor man, Lazarus, who, boy, you know, I mean, he's, he's got it rough. Um, when I was reading through this in, in the original, it wasn't just that he was laid at the gate of the rich man. He's tossed there like he's refuse. Just throw him away. And he longs to eat just some of the scraps that fall from the rich man's table. And this guy's so, I mean, the image is just so pathetic. You know, the dogs come and they lick his wounds. And, and, and you just get this feeling that they're the only ones who are trying to comfort this poor guy. Well, they both die. And Lazarus goes to Abraham's side or Abraham's bosom. And the rich man, the rich man goes to Hades. And uh, there are some people, they, they take that and they read through the rest what it says about the torment and, and everything. And, and where they end up with that is that, you know, rich people are sinful scum. And, uh, you know, poor people are the ones that God loves and he's going to take care of them. They're wrong, and you should be glad about that, by the way, because you are top 1% of the world in terms of wealth. Now, we usually don't feel that, do we? Because when we look at ourselves, we compare ourselves to the top 1% of the top 1%. We're like, they have so much more. You need to compare yourself the other way. We are so blessed. You know, and frankly, not only are they wrong in that interpretation, I think they're lazy. There's so much that's going on in this lesson that speaks to what matters in life. So we find this, this rich man, and he's, he's in torment in Hades. And this is a story, okay? And he looks and he can see Lazarus. And he just begs for Abraham to let him comfort him just a little bit. Just a drop of water on my tongue. Not going to happen. Well, if he can't comfort me, send him back to my brothers. I have five brothers, he says. I don't want them to come here. I don't want them to experience this misery that I'm in. And again, Abraham says no. He says, they have Moses. They have the prophets. By the way, this is what we would call the Old Testament. At Jesus' time, they just would have called it the Bible. The Word of God. And basically, that's what he's saying. They have God's Word. Let them listen to what God says through Moses and the prophets. 
And the rich man replies, no. They're not going to believe God's word. But if someone comes back from the dead, then they'll believe. And catch what, catch what Abraham says in the story. If they won't believe God's word, if they won't believe Moses and the prophets, they're not going to believe if someone comes back from the dead. Now think this through. Who's telling this story? His name starts with J and it ends in Jesus. <laughs> right? And what did he do? He died and he came back from the dead. We have been entrusted with this message. We have been given a stewardship of this word to speak it out into the world. I think a lot of times when we get to this time of the year where we start talking about pledging and we talk about stewardship, you know, that we start thinking about paying the bills for the church and, and all of those things. And they matter. Those things are important. But that's not why we do this. It's not why we're here. We're not here to just kind of perpetuate Gloria Day, as wonderful as this place is. We are here because we have heard God's word. And God's word tells us that there is one who died to pay for our sins, and he has come back from the dead in order that we may be saved, in order that we may live at Abraham's side. That's, that's a picture of heaven, isn't it? That he would rescue us from the torment that the rich man experienced. The problem isn't wealth. The problem is faith. And we have been given the gift that gives faith in order to share it, in order to proclaim it, in order that others may believe. Now, that is going to come through in the way that we live, isn't it? That we believe that Jesus is risen from the dead, that's going to impact the way that we live. And it's going to impact the, the way we treat the poor and, and, and things like that. You know, read Amos. Go back and read that Old Testament and then read the rest of the book. Because Amos is a kick in the teeth to say, get out there and take care of the poor and the needy. And by the way, listen to God's word. Reread 1 Timothy 6. There's a whole bunch in there about how we handle our wealth and what it is for. We are here to bring the message of Jesus Christ crucified and risen. That's what this is about. And that's what our stewardship is about. Getting that message to you. Do you ever need to hear that your sins are forgiven? Because I do. 
and to get that message to the world, to people who have never heard, because that's a reality today. When I was in high school, I didn't know anybody who didn't know about Jesus. But more and more people, they, they, for them, Jesus is just a curse word. They don't know. And how will they know unless we speak this message? Unless we proclaim this word? And is that an easy task? It's not. One of the things that I was thinking about yesterday when I was running, um, other than this hurts, <laughs> is that doing hard things matters. Running a marathon, not, not, not such a big thing, you know. It's hard, and I think that there are things that we can learn from that and, and all that good stuff. But I think there's, there's something else to learn there. That when there's something that's worth doing, even if it's difficult, it's worth doing. We have been entrusted with the stewardship of this message of what we would call the gospel the good news of God's love and the salvation that he's given us in Jesus Christ. And bringing that message to our children, to our families, to our congregation, to the world, might be a hard thing. And that's okay. Hard things are worth doing. And so... We look at this story of, of the rich man and Lazarus, and it strikes me, we only have so long. Actually, all the, all the readings kind of have that message, you're going to die. Your life is only so long. And their lives are only so long. But we are here Get that word out. Because just like you, others will hear it and believe it and be saved. Amen.